Good morning, Happy New Year. Great to see you here at the beginning of a new decade and trusting that this will be a significant time for you as it will be for Bev and myself. So I want to first of all, just on a personal note, acknowledge that uh, there were several people that uh, went home previous year to their uh, savior. Uh, some of you remember Judy. Judy was in a nursing home just down the road and uh, would come and worship with us every Sunday. Judy was from Humboldt, Saskatchewan, and some of you remember she'd love to dance down the aisles. And uh, just before Christmas, she had uh, surgery for some cancer and never came out of it. And so if you're missing Judy, that's why. And her funeral was uh, in December. And we're glad to see Derek Yaganowski here. Yesterday was the funeral for his wife, Jackie. And uh, so it'll be a new journey for the Yaganowski family. So you might want to extend your condolences to him and maybe even be part of the meal tree that uh, helps the family in the coming days and weeks. I want to just uh, do a little housekeeping as well and say that if you don't have our Circle Drive app, if you would do that this year, go to cdac.ca slash app, download it, and if you're new here and would like to connect, or you've been here for a while and you're not sure how, as uh, Austin indicated, just go to that connection card, complete it, and uh, we'll get you connected. I want to just say welcome to those who are listening online. And you can access the, the sermon notes by going to media. Foundation, which is a one sermon this year, and uh, well, actually four, and one word, January 5, and you'll find the notes there. And just want to begin by asking this question How many people here have made New Year's resolutions? One person. Way to go. Have you kept it and broken it yet? You've kept it. Good on you. Because uh, I stopped making resolutions, and it sounds like a lot of you too have stopped making resolutions, because I would just break them. And so then I would just go low, you know. This year I will eat food. Something like that. By the end of the month, I would forget what it is that I made a resolution on. So today, you, we have a treat. Bev and I are going to talk about what we've done in place of resolutions. This is a kind of a reflective season of the year. And I love preparing for the new year because I always have a sense of optimism and faith and hope that this year, my life would be better, and for the, my loved ones, it would be a positive time for them as well. This year, all of us could make changes for the better. 
this is the season we evaluate what we've been eating, how we exercise, how we spend our money. And we ask the question, what should I do about me? Should I get slimmer and stronger and smarter? And some of you ask these questions at the beginning of the year, and then, oddly, you return to life as normal. So today, we want to explore this idea, and it's in your notes. It is not often the big changes we need to make, but the small things that no one sees that results in the big things that everybody wants. It's not the big decisions you will make. It's the small things every day that make an enormous difference in your life. I have, for, for years, attempted to change myself on my own. And when I started ministry, I, be, I made resolutions to change. And um, I don't know, sometimes it just didn't work. But I would watch my wife, Bev. She had a completely different approach to life. And she taught me to tap into the power of the Spirit to be directed by a God-given word for the year. And I found strength beyond myself um, uh, that I could not muster on my own. So Bev's coming to the platform now just to talk a little bit about the power of one word that can direct you for the new year. So would you welcome my wife, Bev? morning. Happy New Year. It's 2020. Thank you. Well, as Elton said, resolutions are not a bad idea. If you have got some nasty habits that are affecting your life in a negative way, this is the year to make those changes and to commit to making those changes. But most resolutions do not involve affecting the soul. Most resolutions affect our behavior. What we have discovered, what, and I didn't invent this, by the way, and it's been so long that I don't even remember where it came so, from, so kudos to wherever I heard this, but I've been doing it for years, and that is to ask God for one word to guide me through the year ahead. I don't know what is coming this year, but he does. Would you be willing to ask God to impress you with a word that is going to he is going to use to help guide you through this year. This means listening to your spirit, your soul, what you are wanting to hear from God this year. Now, you don't have to be a theologian. There are many of you sitting here today that uh, really just drug yourself in here for some kinds of reasons that only you know. And your uh, spirituality is slim to none, but you are here. And let me tell you, you do not need to be a theologian or a spiritual guru to hear God's voice. God is on a constant pursuit of you no matter where you are at. He is putting himself and placing himself in front of you at every turn. And he wants to talk to you. He is talking to you. The challenge is 
Can we listen? Your word could stand out to you in something you read, something that's said to you, something that's heard, a conversation, driving your car, watching a movie, reading the newspaper. All of a sudden, there's this interruption, and something stands out, and a word makes sense to you. God does this in unexpected ways. He is not particular how or where. You don't have to be in church. You don't even have to be in prayer. He cares so much about you that he wants to talk to you wherever you are at. Your word will stand out, and it'll speak to you. This word will sound right. Something will ring a bell. It becomes sort of this is it disclaimer. This is truth. If you are hearing words like Maui, Vegas, Taco Bell, you're on the wrong track. <laughs> this is not what we're talking about. These are words that ring a bell in your own soul. Your word will be meaningful, inspiring, quite possibly challenging. This word will, will reflect something about God's character. I haven't gotten a word yet that I didn't say, what? Because I always go, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to not anticipate what you think you, you are going to hear or what you think you need to hear or what you want to hear. You can't force this. You can't decide what you want as your word. It defeats the whole purpose of hearing God's voice. It isn't, oh, I know what I'm going to pick. No, no, no. Only your creator knows the word that you will need for this year. He cannot be manipulated or dictated. You cannot tell him what to do, which is fantastic because that really puts us in a position of hearing his voice. This isn't a prayer like, please do this for me. This is listening and cooperating. You want him to lead you only as he knows what is ahead in 2020. When you face circumstances throughout this year, decisions, disappointments, loss, surprises, unpredictable circumstance, remind yourself, what was my word? Oh, that was my word. Okay, I know what to do. I know where to lean. I know how to center myself. If you want to take it to the next level, look for a Bible verse. If you have an iPhone, there's a, a Bible, a version Bible thing you can put on there if that's too much work. Uh, Google, use the Googler. You can find a word. You put your word in there and see what comes up for Bible verses that might ring true, that this is it, this is your word. Over the past several years, some of the words have come to me very quickly, and some are very mysterious. They have all been a surprise. Some have come late, some have come early. When I thought I needed this, or I really need that, my word was something completely different. What, I, what, what I'm so disappointed that I haven't done, which I'm already warning you, so you can do better than me, I did not write down the word in the year. How could I not do that? If you have notes or somewhere, Write down your word, write down the year, so you know what happened then. But some of the words I have gotten that was the most surprise to me was many, many, many years back. And the word was joy. 
And this word came to, at a time for me where I was feeling the furthest thing from joy that you could imagine. I didn't even know what joy would feel like. I didn't even know if joy was something I, but that was available to me. And here was my word, joy. So all years, the years going on, this word would keep coming back and coming back. And by the end of that year, it was like, huh, this is my word. And I can have this in the middle of anything. There is a, there is a joy that rises above circumstance. And if you've had enough difficult circumstances, you need it more than anyone. I've had a word that was peace. And I thought, oh, nice. I like that one. That works for me. Little did I know that that was going to be a year of tremendous challenge to me. And I remember my very good foxy mama friend over here, one year, <laughs> she goes by Dorcas, by the way. I call her Foxy Mama. <laughs> she said, she, after this, she said, Bev, I think, my, I think my word is peace this year. And I'm kind of scared because I know how your year went. I said, oh, that's amazing. Like, the, the word doesn't dictate what your year is going to be. This isn't like some clairvoyant thing, some insight into the future. This is a word that builds strength into you regardless of what is going to happen to you in your circumstance. I had the word victory one year, and that was after many, many years of great struggle, great discouragement, betrayals, disappointments, things that happened that I didn't know were possible to happen because we are doing the right thing, helping people, serving people, showing people Jesus, and we are getting steamrolled in our own life. The word was victory. I got back up on my feet, and by the end of that year, it was so true. Victory was coming. I could go on and on with the words that I have had. Some of these words just seems, seem plain and simple. Your word won't be terribly profound until you start applying it through the year. But it, when it takes you through unpredictable circumstances, these words take on a deeper meaning and a deeper connection with who God is and how he's speaking to you. This year, my word has already come. It came in December when I wasn't paying attention. Eldon and I have not told each other our words any, any year until we are both settled about it. We have been known to write our word on a piece of paper and pass it across the table. And there was one year, maybe three years ago, we had the same word. Wow, that was amazing because the way, and the word was peace. And the way that played out in my circumstance was very different than the way it paid, played out in his, but it was so powerful in our lives. So this year, I was busy at Christmas. Uh, it's a crazy season for me with my work, much less just the season itself. I had stopped to read an article on my newsfeed, and the article included a word wasn't about that word. It was just a word in the article. But when I read it, right then I heard the Spirit say, that's your word. Right then I, I didn't know, like this is December, like I'm not even asking, is this, is, am I, have I got this right? And it was definitely 
this is your word. It's, not, it's a word that I've had many, many years back, but it's a word that has recycled and re reestablished itself into my 2020. And when I got that word, there was a follow-up message to it that I could feel in my spirit. And it w the message was, this is not your word just for 2020, but for the next decade, for all of tw from 2020 to 2030. Attach this word every year to the new word that you discern next year. So brace yourself. My word, Yeldon, yeah. is hope. Uh -huh. hmm. I've been a believer, a follower for very many, many, many years. I am, um, I, I, when I was a young woman, beginning in my faith, beginning in this ministry, and by the way, we've been here doing this for 39 years, which doesn't make any sense because I am 39, but you, you do the math. You figure it out. 37 of those years have been in this church. When I was a young woman in ministry, I, I had a theology. I don't know. Call it a theology. Call it a belief system. Call it whatever you want to call it. I was under the impression that if you do the right thing, the right things will happen. If you trust and believe and obey, things will go well. That has not been my experience. Doing the right thing doesn't mean that things are going to go well. Trust, believe, obey doesn't mean that you've taken the ripples out of life. Sometimes you are faced with greater challenges in these areas than you could have ever dreamed possible. And I started out as a very, I'm, I'm going to say the word not as a negative thing, but as a young, naive woman with pure faith, pure heart, pure motives. And over the course of our experiences in ministry, um, many, many challenges, many, many devastations, betrayals. I realized when I got my word this year that my hope has dimmed. Mm -hmm. And this year, my hope is going to come alive again. Thank you. <laughs> Life is changing for Eldon and I in a dramatic way. As most of you know, this is our last uh, year of ministry. For us, the decade ahead is full of unknowns, full of letting go, full of lifestyle adjustments, stepping back, and we won't be getting any younger. He wants me to hope in him for all the unknowns ahead. There is an unusual, unusual excitement about this new decade everywhere I turn. People are anticipating. I hear it on TV. I hear it in conversations. I hear it in Tim Hortons. I hear it in, in uh, my work, people are anticipating something. They are looking forward. It's sort of like, goodbye 2019, let's go. And I think that's a, a kind of a 
theme, a thread that is running through, which is so incredible and so amazing. When I think of 2020, it, the analogy came to my mind of clear vision. You know when you have perfect vision? It's 2020. What if 2020 is our year to get in focus and to get clearer thoughts about our life, our God, our faith, our disappointments? What if 2020 is our year to bust loose? Do you think that in 2020 we can come away with a vision of our life and our God and our perspective, more discernment about life that, that he wants for you? Now, if you can't, for any reason, come up with a word, I know that's challenging. And for some of you, it's like, this lady is crazy. Like, she's listening to herself. You know, that's okay. Maybe I am. But if you can't come up with a word for any reason, can you at least consider or be willing to look at your life this year through a clearer lens, a 2020 lens? This new decade brings fresh wind. In God's calendar, I've been around long enough. I'm not 39. Who am I kidding? Okay, I've been around in my 30s. And you know, every decade that I have turned, there is something mysterious and something profound that happens. It's like a switch gets flipped. And suddenly when I was 30, it was like, oh, oh, okay, I, I get it now. I get it now. Go through my 30s. All of a sudden, I turn 40. And it's like, oh, girl. You have no idea, and another switch goes off. This happened at my 50s. Now, you're going to you, get in on the real secret here. I hit 50, and it was like, oh, my goodness. Now I'm getting it. Now I'm getting it. Now I'm understanding. Now I kind of have an idea of what to do. Okay, people, I turned 60. The secret is out. We're leaving, so I may as well just tell you. <laughs> I turned 60, and it's been these aha moments the whole time. New decades bring new insight, new revelations, new inspirations about people, about life, about God. I know some things now, people. I am probably not going to get hurt now like I did then because I just didn't know. I know some things. I know a little more about life. I know a little bit more about people. And I know a pile about God. And it's going to carry me through my next decade. I haven't quite settled on a verse for this year, but I think the one I'm going to latch onto. You know, there are so many verses about hope. If you put hope into your U version or into the Googler, like, like Google Bible versus hope, there are dozens, 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 and they are all so profound. But I've heard them all, and they're so familiar that they almost become too familiar, if that's possible. And don't grip, because I've, I've known this for a long time. So I was asking God, help me see a verse that I've never really paid attention to. And I think this is going to be my verse for 2020, possibly the decade. 2 Corinthians 3.12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. 
this isn't our, our decade of riding off into the sunset. This is going to be our decade of being bold. Mm. May 2020 bring you a clearer focus. In a crowd that, as large as this, I know that I know that I know that there is a minimum of one of you, probably more like a couple of dozen of you, who are struggling with life, struggling with your existence, struggling with how you are going to keep doing this, struggling with moving forward, the idea of trying to be thoughtful and optimistic about your future is beyond your reach. Can I assure you, you are not alone? Many here today, and I have been one of those people sitting right over there, and nobody knew how down I was. There are many people here today that relate and have overcome. They have struggled and been hopeless Life can be a perilous path of hurts and disappointments and brokenness. To you, I say, you are here today for a reason. He is calling out to you. God is speaking to you this year. This is your year. If thinking of a word for 2020 is beyond your capabilities with discouragement and despondency, can I tell you, you are unbreakable. Doesn't matter what, how low you are, what point you are, you are unbreakable because there is hope coming towards you and you will experience strength and courage and purpose and fulfillment if you can continue to, to move forward. Inside of your soul, though you may not know it, there is healing. And it can begin today. If you are just unable to contemplate a word, I want to share my word with you. Would you take my word? Hope. Would you take that this year as your word? And at every turn go, why? What? How? Who? Hope. 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 There is supposed to be optimism. There's supposed to be a reason. There is hope. Would you take my word with you? My word, hope. I pray that you find more than that word in 2020 than I do. I wish we could all meet back here again and find out just, just where that took us. Sometimes our circumstances don't change much. They may involve difficult people in our lives. That is a given. And we can't change what's going on around us. But we can certainly change what's going on inside of us. Our souls can change in the middle of our circumstance. This decade is going to be epic. I believe that with all of my heart. It is prophetic. It is alive. There is something going on. By the end of 2020, but for certain by the end of the decade, your life will change. This world will change. The news that we hear, the gossip that goes on in the world, that the world is falling apart, we're dying, there's too much crime, there's too much 
pollution. There's too much devastation. Sometimes these are voices that are rising up against the voice that is going to overpower all of those events in this world. And that is the power of God. And you are with him. You are not with them. He is enough. He knows what's going on. He's in control. He's in charge. He knows exactly where we're at. He knows exactly what he's going to do. And in the meantime, while everything is stirring and in upheaval, we can find our anchor and our strength and our hope in him. He wants this for us. He needs this for you so that we can all come to the, at, into the, our communities and into our world with hope, healing, a voice of, of optimism and strength. That is what we offer this world. We aren't doomed. We're being set up for the most powerful display of God's presence in the world that has ever been witnessed. Do not give up. Prepare your heart to see it happen. Well, she was my best teacher and taught me how to do this and has invited us this morning to participate as well. And so I encourage you to do that. It was about um, 29 years ago when we were facing something really difficult in ministry. I had made a decision that, um, um, how do I put it, was not very popular, was not really accepted. I had a cadre of people that uh, wanted to get rid of me. And so I was facing something very difficult in ministry. And Bev gave me this verse from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And as I read it, it just, it just overwhelmed me. And I knew I'd be okay. And it was a word to King Jehoshaphat in your notes in 2 Chronicles 20 verse 15. Um, and he was about to face a battle. And, it, and I underlined the words in the verse. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. And talking to Jehoshaphat, it meant because of the vast army. The battle is, your, it, it, the battle is not yours, but God's. And I thought to myself, wow, this isn't about me. This isn't my battle. This is God's battle. And in verse 16, he said, Tomorrow, march down against them. They'll be climbing up by the pass of Ziz. And you'll find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Zerul. And for me, it just meant show up. You know, go down. Be there tomorrow. And verse 17 is what I underline. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position. Take up your position. Stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord. I thought, wow, that's pretty simple. And then it says, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, which both I was. I was afraid and discouraged. And it said, go out. 
to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. And I thought, that's it. That's it. That's all I have to do. All I have to do is show up and watch God do it. And I did. And God fought our battles. And Bev, found, and Bev and I found this, like David in Psalm 51, where he said, I want you to trust me in times of trouble so that I can rescue you and you can give me glory. And that's been uh, 29 years here, 29 and a half years of what we've been doing is just trusting God, showing up, standing firm in our vision because our vision includes those that don't know God, God, those who have given up on God and church, and those who have never considered God. And so we show up, and we allow God to fight the battle. So you say, so what? And in your notes, I say, it is the simple things that no one sees that results in the big things that everybody wants. And the little thing is the word. Whether your word is hope or whether it is something else, as Bev has encouraged us this morning, just ask God for a word. Now, if you're not a believer, if you're not a follower of God, you can do this too. It was like Bev said, it was her news feed where she found the word that popped out. It might be in a movie. It might be something uh, in a conversation. But just take that word that stands out to you and write it down. And you remember, uh, I've encouraged you in the past to, when, once you choose that word, to plaster it everywhere. Remember I said, take your lipstick and write it on your mirror. Uh, put it on your steering wheel in your car. Put it on your desktop, on your computer. Put it everywhere to remind you of the word because that word will guide you through this year and maybe throughout the decade. If you have three resolutions, you probably won't do any of them. But if you have one word, it gives you focus. Last year, my, my word was new thing. And it was from Isaiah. See, I'm doing a new thing. It springs up. Do, not, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. And I'm trusting for that way in the desert, hopefully Phoenix. And uh, streams, you know, that'll be great. But this year, this year, my word, you ready? Renew. Renew. That's my word. And the verse that I've chosen is from Ruth 4, verse 15. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. Well, that's just for me, right? <laughs> ah, yes. Renew. So God may already be giving you a word. Or it might come through the interactions of this next week or this month. It might be believe. It might be that God is calling you to believe. And so for you, you might want to consider taking Alpha this year and just exploring what it is that you believe. For others, it may be change or healing. And 
as Ken said, the journey might be a place for you in order to heal. Or maybe you've gone through a divorce and it's, you don't want it to define your life and you want to take divorce care. Listen, go on your app in under, let me just check here so I guide you the right way. You know what, on a side note, only in Saskatchewan does my skin get so dry that my phone doesn't recognize my thumbprint? <laughs> Does that happen to anybody here? It's crazy living in this place. Oh, God, lead me to Phoenix. Um, yeah. The, at the bottom, connect, and you can, you can sign up right now for support groups. If, if your word is healing, you might want the journey or you might want divorce care. Others, it might be turn. And it might be that you're living a self-destructive life and you need to turn and you need to believe and you need a new pathway and a new life. Others, it might be surrender. And for you, it might be that you Decide today that it won't be your way, but it will be God's way, and he'll lead you out of uh, destructive ways. Maybe uh, it's surrender, and you need to be mentored by somebody. Just go on the connection card and say, look, I need to be mentored, and someone will hook you up and guide you uh, along that way. Whatever your word is, but I encourage you to tap into the Holy Spirit who loves to transform you into something new. If you already have your word, would you maybe take your connection card and let us know what it is or go to cdac.ca slash my word. Would you write that down? And would you post your word so we have a collage of words and we'll know that God is doing something in each of your lives as you follow that one word. So I want to say thank you to Bev for just guiding us in this process and making this practical and real. And I trust that this decade will be a defining decade for all of us here today. And on a final note, we sang the song where we declared Christ is enough and no turning back. That's a great song, isn't it? That Jesus Christ is enough. Some of you have been following all kinds of things and trying to fill the void of your life. But today, you might discover that Jesus Christ is enough and he wants to fill you and give you new life and he wants to give you hope and he wants to give you strength. Would you just affirm that today and say, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. I want new life. I want hope. I want strength. I want a new uh, path for my life. Would you stand with me? There will be people here this morning. If you want to talk to anybody, if you want to talk to Bev or myself, you, if you need prayer, we'll be here for you this morning. I just want to say thank you for being here today and starting the new year right and I'm praying that God will give you a word and it will direct you this life and you'll find the power of a new life. 
God bless you as you go. May he keep you. May he make his face shine on you. And may he be gracious unto you. And I hope to see you next week as we continue talking about foundation for life. God bless you.